And I am the host of the Alex Cast. Tonight I am joined by Mr. Sean McGann. That is at Bleak07 on the old Twitter. And yes, it is a good time. I just want to take a moment to remind you that if you go to alexcast.com, that's A-L-E-X-X, cast.com, always spell out two X's, you can check out all the things. I added some new art that I made, and I'm using art very, very, very loosely. But uh, shit I drew, there's links to the books I wrote. Periphery is my new novel. Uh, the Void Sutras is a collection of poetry and short stories that you guys should read because you could be like, hey, look at that. That's that guy I listened to. He wrote these things. And that'd be fun. There's an Amazon link. Click on that before you buy shit on Amazon. There's an Audible link if you want to have a free ebook. Click on that and you get a free one because you listen to me and I like giving you free shit. Yes good time uh, and i also want to remind you and please don't hang up yet because we're not on a phone if you go to facebook.com slash the standard pdx you can uh, check out some stuff about the standard in pdx pdx meaning portland specifically northeast 22nd ave and east burnside if you go there you can find yourself in the same place that mr alex bowen drinks at and that's right alex bowen me alex uh, yeah, uh, let's see, what are some good things? Sunday night is $2 microbrew nights. You're like, hey man, I want a delicious Pacific Northwest microbrew. You're like, hey, why don't you go to Sundays, to the Standard, 14 Northeast, 22nd half. Oh, okay, I'll go there. Good times. Um, Wednesday, dollar hams night. You're like, hey, I want a draft drink for a dollar. Oh, well, that would be a good place to go. Um, that's all the ones I know off the top of my head. Um, oh, Saturday night, local liquor night. You can drink liquors from local places that's pretty self-explanatory actually now that i've said it out loud yes okay cool so go to the standard uh, i love it you love it everybody's happy the standard uh facebook.com slash the standard pdx there's also uh facebook.com slash uh alexcast if you want to click that that'd be fun anyway yeah so uh bleco seven's on we talk about some fun stuff and yes that is it please enjoy this fine fun-filled episode of the alexcast hello audience as we all know, the pre-Socratic philosophers believed in the concept of four elements, fire, water, air, and earth, broke down its constituent parts to create all matter. They referred to this as the atomic theory. Many years later, in what we like to call modern physics, the actual atom was discovered. Eventually, that atom was broken down into subatomic parts, quarks, muons, gluons, and now very small vibrating strings creating the very reality now can we look at these pre-socratic philosophers as something valid is there a correlation or causation of modern scientific theory based on their original assumptions with me tonight is sean mcgann to discuss the topic sean how are you i'm very good thank you alex okay so um please explain uh subatomic theory vis-a-vis -vis pre-socratic philosophy and try to you know make it quick all right. You, you listen. Are you, 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 you ready for this? Uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. All right. 
the organizing particles in any mass will uh, gather up around the neutrons and electrons. And I have nothing. I can't do this. Oh. I can't improvise. I, it sounded good for a second, didn't it? Yeah. Well. Do you want to start over? Because that was a really good intro, and now I feel bad like I wasted your intro. I feel like I could have went with it for like five minutes, but it would have just been horrible, I felt. No, tell you the truth, I wasn't really expecting you to go with it, and I had nothing more than that. I have written I have written on a piece of cardboard in front of me, which I take my notes on. The words pre-Socratic, atomic theory, an arrow, some words I can't read, because there's a whole bunch in the middle I was going to say, but I can't read my handwriting. And then it says, correlation, so I said correlation, and then something between. I was sold. I thought you, I thought you like, it sounded really good, and I kind of wish I had that, like, uh, somber, like, 60s uh, detached uh, talk show. Well, let me let me let me tear down another thing. Let me let me pull an L. Frank Baum here and do a little Wizard of Oz on you. Um, the uh, the the uh, L. Frank Baum on you. Yeah, but to be fair, I think his name is actually Frank L. Baum, but it doesn't matter. Um, I don't know which one it is. Who, who gives a fuck? I got it right. I'm just not entirely sure about the order. But um, there's there's this there's this uh, wonderful podcast. Would you recommend all of my audience uh, uh, that are smart and into weird shit, not weird shit, uh, but into traditional nerdy things. And I don't mean Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. nerdy. I mean like old school nerdy, you know, uh, like pre-Socratic philosophy. Um, there's, a, there's a BBC podcast called In Our Time with Melvin Bragg. And that's where I got that intro. Uh, that's his style. So it, like every episode will go, in ancient Hittite culture, the woman was valued as something between uh, property and, you know, uh, goddess head. Now, this changed over blah, blah, blah. Now, tonight's joining me is a fellowship, a reader at Cambridge College, Mr. Blah, 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 a blah, 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 and a blah, 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 blah. So, Mr. Reader at Fellowship College, what exactly is atomic theory and it's like this really dry like super smart and it's so interesting in, in unless you take a second to step back and go i'm the type of person that finds like discussions about pre-socratic philosophy interesting but his delivery is this dry perfect bbc thing i like that stuff about history a lot they do the same kind of like setup where they like they do like you know today we're talking about uh Eisenhower and how he created the highway system and, you know, how it, uh, you know, mass production became, you know, like all that. And then the guy we're speaking with, blah, blah, blah. And the, and it just feels like, all right, cool. We're going to get to the bottom of something tonight. Like we're doing some serious work. <laughs> I feel like just listening to it. I'm going to like absorb some kind of, uh, I don't know. I don't want to say knowledge, but you know, like some kind of, I don't know, like street creditors. I'm like, I, well, I listened to a very important podcast about, uh, the highway system and i can tell you this and this and this yeah but no no i i think that uh i i think uh knowledge is a perfect word there i'm perfectly fine with that like it's, i guess it is knowledge yeah, I don't know. i'm all fucked up what do i know well no it's one of those things it's a hard word to uh it's a hard word to say like i was talking um i don't remember who the hell it was. i was talking to somebody recently but we kept like kind of like going back and forth and saying things like uh you know uh i get we saying like positive vibrations and and uh not vibrations, but like, you know, uh, oh, uh, you know, feeling, you know, being loving to one another, you know, kind of like these are these are really awesome things, but you can't say them because it's just like they've been, you know, they've been beaten to death with a it's with an ground. idiot stick. Yeah, exactly. But and it's you like, feel like you always got to come up with like a new word for everything. Yeah. So you have to kind of like dance around. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I don't want to say knowledge, but I mean, 
you know, and you know when you when you accumulate facts in a way that increases the total amount of brain stuff you have. Fuck! Like, I just say knowledge, you idiots. I know. I, I I just watched, and this is actually funny. This this could be a whole episode. I just watched Lethal Weapon four, so I'm amazed that I'm I've still have the uh, capacity to function in any level. That's why I'm having a cup of coffee. That's why I told you not to call me because I was eating on my coffee. That's that's a bad movie, dude. Now let me uh let me get my head around this one. Is that the one uh, Chris Rock's in it and yeah, uh, like Jet Li yeah. or one of the one of the yeah. uh, martial arts stars? Yeah. yeah, that was like Jet Li's first. Like, listen, I'm not gonna like I don't want to argue with somebody who knows kung fu movies, but like I think that was like his first like big American appearance in a in a movie because he didn't really speak too much, and most of it was in Chinese. And but he was just beating the shit out of Mel Gibson until the end of course when Mel Gibson dies and gets struck by lightning or something and then Danny Glover's throwing haymakers at him and I, it was oh, Jesus Christ wait no I didn't watch this whole movie I've, I've seen I've seen bits and pieces uh, the bar I go to plays you know that that level of film uh, without the sound on obviously like you know just kind of like so you'll look up every now and again and like oh I'll watch this little action sequence but did, did that thing with the, the lightning that, that actually happened yeah, he like dies. I guess he sort of like dies at the end, but he doesn't really die. And there's like a thought. I don't know. There, I don't know if it was like Eric Clapton because Eric Clapton plays guitar throughout the whole all th- four of them. So I don't know if that was like him just like hitting that E chord or something and be like, oh, I'm not gonna die. And he swims back up, and then of course like Jet Li thinks he's dead, and he's like, oh, I have to fight two of them. And and they double team Jet Li. So I mean, it's not even fair, really. Yeah. I mean, you got. 60-year-old Danny Glover just, you know, advertising right hands and uh, Mel Gibson doing, like, whatever half-assed Taekwondo he learned in 1986. And Jet Li's just kicking the shit out of everybody the whole movie without breaking a sweat, and all of a sudden, you know, I don't know. It's really just aggravating. It's just an aggravating movie. I like the first three so much that it's just... I'm not really ashamed to say that. I I really enjoy the first three Lethal Weapons, but that, that, that fourth one, Jesus Christ, that surprises me. I, I like the first one. I, I I like the first one. I will, I will admit to that. Uh-huh. I I don't know that I remember this. Which is the one with Leo Getz? That's well. So he's in all of them except the first one. Oh oh, the he, first one that he comes in and is two. Yeah. Okay, so part two is where he's introduced. Is that yeah. the one where his kind of he gets a new girlfriend and she drowns? Yes. Okay, I did see that one. What was three then? Three was see three is not really that good either. But I saw it when I was like twelve or thirteen, so I kind of have like fonder memories of it. I guess that it, like I remember it being better than it was, but it's still not that great. Uh, that's the one where the cop is selling is they're getting dr- uh, guns out of the police station. The guy, the bad guy, is like an ex-cop. And he uh, he steals guns from the police station and sells them to drug dealers. And then there's this whole, like, I guess Boys in the Hood came out the year before or something. So they had to do, like, a whole gang member angle in the middle of it where Danny Glover accidentally kills his uh, – well, he doesn't accidentally kill him. They're in a shootout. And he shoots the guy. It turns out it's one of his son's friends. And they play Boys to Men. And everybody gets sad. And he gets drunk for 20 minutes and then – Riggs comes and saves him. That Riggs sounds gets a new girlfriend. That sounds really and bad. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's not. It's not good. 
But if they would have ended it there, I'd be like, all right, well, whatever. Terrible. I think I like yeah. the second one. Was that the one with diplomatic like immunity? Yes. Okay, yeah. I the remember. The second one is great. I'm going to say the second one's great because the first one's so dark. Like where he's got the gun in his mouth the whole time. And it's like, Jesus, this is a pretty dark movie. That's like its own thing. The second one's like so over the top and like, you know, they have diplomatic immunity and they're blowing up cops' houses and stuff. And it's like none of this would ever happen. But it's so like 80s and just over the top and he's shooting everybody in sight. They don't even ask anyone to stop. They just shoot at them and kill everybody and break necks. And, you know, it's fun. It's fun 80s shit. Yeah, I agree with, I agree with that. The first one I like, yeah. it, it almost follows the, uh, the Rocky path where like the first Rocky is a legitimate good movie. And then yeah, exactly. you can like the other ones for their various levels of, of you know, sh- Hulk Hogan playing, you know, Sugar Lips McPunch or whatever the fuck his name was. And uh, That's actually very good. That's yeah. actually a perfect analogy. Yeah, because yeah, the, the second Die Hard, uh, the second Lethal Weapon, I was like, oh, yeah, that is, you know, that's a fun movie. And I do remember enjoying it, but it's nothing like, I remember watching that first uh, Lethal Weapon when I was a kid. And I remember that part where he's like, kind of, he makes the guy jump off a building, like the wannabe suicide dude yeah. in the beginning. I'm like, this movie, like, I'd never seen a movie like that. Like, I, yeah, this is, this is intense. It's very dark. And I mean, I mean, listen, at the end of that one, too, I mean, they're just shooting everybody. And if you really think about the end of the last, the last first one, it's like they're about to arrest Gary Busey. And they're like, no, wait a minute. Let them have this fight. They want to fight. And there's like cops just watching another cop beat the shit out of a suspect on another cop's front lawn. Is that and really then, what happens? Yeah, like you're about to arrest him. And he goes, do you want, I feel like we might have talked about, I, I feel like I talked about this with somebody lately. So this is like, we're retreading this. I apologize. But um, if it was I, me, I, I don't, I don't recall. I don't, I don't recall talking to you about this because I've seen that movie, but I don't, re, I remember them fighting, but they like the, the other cops just let that happen. That's the part. That... <laughs> it's just like this, like little cuts, cutaway scene where, um, Danny Glover is like, this is Sergeant Riggs' arrest. I, it, this is my property. I give him full authority. I'm in charge. Like, what are you talking about? It's like, that's not right. That's not how that works. You can't just say, all right, well, he's going to beat the shit out of this suspect because it's my house. And, uh, you know, it's his arrest. So you got to let him have it. I, I, I mean, it's, it's great. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I love it as a movie, but it, it, it's hysterical. Like, I don't know. Um, and I kind of thought that's how things were for a while. And then I kind of like when I see some of these 80s movies now and look back at them, it's like, Jesus Christ, these things, even Die Hard, like a lot of those are like just crazy. It just fucking shoots everybody. Well, yeah, well, the first Die so, Hard, the first Die Hard, again, first Die Hard, good. Next one's good for different reasons. Because first Die Hard, joy of it is everyday Joe, you know, just John yeah. gets stuck in a fucked up situation that he's not trained for. You know, and then get pissed off and does the American cowboy thing and tries to, you know, tries yeah. to solve the problem by himself. Really cool movie. You can, like, kind of live through the character. And then in part two is almost a good movie, but it's like, yeah, it's it's got elements of, oh, come the fuck on. And then after that, that yeah. those are just the worst things ever. Like, I love... I kind of like the third one. Is that the one with Dan- is that the one with Samuel, Samuel Jackson? Jackson? Yes, you can't say yeah. things like the third one or the names of things to me. You need to tell me. <laughs> like, I can't remember. That's Die Hard with a Vengeance, I think. Yeah. That's I, the one in New York where I think the first, like, two-thirds of that movie are pretty good, and then it just gets weird and ridiculous at the end. But yeah, I, I kind of like that one. I like that one a lot, but for a completely different reason than I like the first one. Like, yeah, it's not, the same, it's not the same guy, yeah. it's He's doing, like, Superman shit by then. Yeah, and he, the fucking uh, uh, the the 
problem solving. Like it's it's like uh, it's a weird like Moriarty esque or 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 seven or yeah, yeah, just the the weirdest. That was fucking odd. And then the the entire the entire plot of that of those like tricks or whatever the the problem solving wasn't that like just a faint and like he really like they were stealing something else and that was just to keep him distracted yeah, wasn't it, was it? Thing, yeah he like blew up uh downtown i guess by wall street and they were getting the gold out of uh the federal reserve i guess so he was just distracting her and he said there was a bomb in one of the schools from i think i read that it was a different movie and they just made it die hard like that was like a, just a completely different script for like some separate movie and they yeah. just said all right, well, we'll throw John McClane into it, and it'll be a diehard movie. Yes, I've heard the exact same thing. I believe that to be true. That yeah, it was. I forget the name. This of is kind of. Well, I was gonna say this is. I think it was gonna be called Simon Says or something, and then they just like you know like fuck yeah. it. We need a diehard movie. I just watched. This is actually kind of funny because I, mean, I wasn't even gonna talk about this at yeah, all. Oh wait, um, actually, let me stop you for a second. Do you know the original title of that one? It was. They were originally gonna call it "I Hate Niggers," but um, it it didn't test well in the Magic Johnson theater chain and all that, so they didn't do it. Yeah, that Sorry, I just wouldn't re- get as much distribution. I just remembered the beginning of that movie where he walks around with a fucking signboard saying, I hate N-word. Like, holy fuck. I, yeah. Like, that's that was a- pretty fucking crazy. I always forget about that because I never see it from the beginning. Yeah, anymore. it just I'm popped in my head. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. Yeah, that's they wouldn't a- do that. There's no way that part would get left in. <laughs> yeah, it's very odd. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it just popped in my head. All right, so what were you saying? No, I kind of for even when you said it, I forgot all about that. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, I just thought you were just being I racist just, for no good reason. I was like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, I forgot all about that." Oh, yeah, um, I forgot they were I into watched this one. So, like this weekend, I just happened to because I was I was sitting at home. Uh, Wait, you watched the what one? About the, the last Die Hard that just came out, the fifth one. Is that the one with uh, his kid? Yeah, like they're in Russia or something. I didn't see it. I just I, I heard yeah. about this. Okay. Oh my god, it's really it's really pretty terrible. But it's, like, terrible and such, like, uh, not even, like, I didn't even get mad about it that it was that bad. It was just kind of, like, if you would have watched, like, uh, like just, like, some B movie that was on. Like, there's no reason it's a diehard. I have no idea why it's a diehard movie. Because he just calls himself John McClane, and then it's like, okay. I mean, it could have been it could have been anybody. And it was just, oh, my son's a secret agent in Russia. And uh, we're getting chased by a bunch of guys who are doing all this crazy shit. And, you know, we're going to shoot them. Uh, I can't even like I I can't even work up enough passion to get angry about it because it was just so like all right well I guess that was a movie yeah that thing happened yeah I've heard I've heard that yeah. most of the dialogue in that movie is Bruce Willis lamenting that he's supposed to be on vacation and yeah and he wasn't even supposed to be on vacation that's what I don't get I can't help but feeling that and I don't mean to, I mean I guess because he was in the movie previous to it but he just kept thinking that it's like Dante from Clerks doing the you know I I'm not even supposed yeah. to be here today it's just you know that line reading you know I'm supposed to be on vacation. That's almost exactly what it's like, except I have no idea why he keeps saying it, because in the beginning, he goes to Russia because he thinks his son's uh, getting tried for murder. So he wasn't going on vacation at all. So it never, like, I don't understand how he, why, because he does say it like three or four times in it, and they make like a big deal out of it. And uh, no, no vacation. It wasn't a vacation. He he went to go try to get his son out of trouble with Russia. And he just wound up and it wasn't even like he was there for two days and was like all right well uh you know at least i'll see some sights no he like gets off the plane and goes right to the courthouse and then shit just starts getting blown up immediately so there's i don't understand where the vacation thing comes i don't know if he was in the same maybe it was a different script and it just made its way into that movie but uh yeah it's 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 pretty terrible but like i feel like i could have maybe made it 
Like I, I feel like I could have maybe made that movie. I think that about a lot like that. Um, uh, I, um, I can't think of the name of, oh God, I just did that. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. Nothing more embarrassing than having the joke. The, I had the punchline and then literally forgot the name of the movie, started to try to recover and I just lost my train of thought. Oh, that was, that was a fucking train wreck. Sorry about that uh, audience and Sean. Oh, oh, The only thing that was good about it was I only saw it through one and a half eyes. So I didn't have to actually get the full experience of it. I could just like, my eyes all fucked up. Yeah, wait, I was about to say, way to ride around on a people mover there, Segway. Uh, so, no, please. I, I was trying to figure out some way to bring that up. Please tell me about your fucked up eye. I'm practicing my Segways. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I I had um, Saturday morning, which actually sucks because I was I was sitting down at like ten o'clock, nine thirty, ten o'clock in the morning, which is early for me on a Saturday usually, to like do some book work. So just like work on the book. And uh, get it done. I was going to finish it on Saturday. And I'm like, shit, my eyes kind of blurry. Like, I have allergies and shit in the morning. And uh, it's like kind of watery or whatever. So I put some eye drops in. And I kind of realize it's not getting any better. And then I just close the one eye and look. And I'm like, holy shit, I can't see anything out of this fucking eye. It's just like like if you just had water over your eye. Yeah. You just get out of a pool or something. Like you can see shapes and stuff. And you know, like somebody's in front of you. Or you know, like what room you're in. But you can't really. There's no definition to anything yeah that sounds horrible so yeah it's pretty terrible and um so it turns out i had a cataract about five years ago this isn't gonna be like a great story but this is just kind of what's going on at the moment well you um, know sean they always say the best thing to do during the middle of a story is to say how not great it's going to be to make it take longer <laughs> you know that's rule number one in storytelling is keep repeating how bad it's going to be mid-story I like to undersell it in the middle. Yeah, yeah, please. Let me let me reinforce what's going to happen here. I'm going to get to the end. <laughs> if, you're, if you're not interested yet, it's not going to get better. Yeah. So just hang it. So anyway, back we'll to me- mediocrity theater with Sean. Uh, so, <laughs> so you had a you had, wait you had, you, had, you, had, you had a cataract years ago? Is that like a real I had a cataract about five years ago? Which they told me was from asthma medication. I was taking steroids for asthma or whatever, and they said that it that sometimes gets cataracts. So they take the part of the lens out of your eye and put another lens, like an artificial lens in, and everything was fine for a long time. And I noticed, like, my vision starting to get a little weird, so I was going to go back anyway. And so I go in, and they tell me, uh, you know, and in my head, of course, because I had to wait, like, it was Saturday morning, and I can't get, and I got a doctor on the phone. I said, should I go to the emergency room? And they're like, no, it's okay, just come in on Monday. So we got two days to just sit around and watch diehard movies and, uh, fucking like contemplate every horrible thing in the world that it could be. Of course, you know, like I'm like brain tumors or uh, fucking, you know, I don't know, like yeah, just like, anything in the world. So like an eye herpes, just like yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a tiny Amazonian fish that's yeah, it's swimming, it's swimming into your brain. And uh, unfortunately, if you'd come here uh, Saturday, we would have been fine. But <laughs> <laughs> no, now you got the ocular herp. Yeah, we should call a band ocular herpes. Um. So yeah, so it turns out that the lens that was that they put in dissolved and like turned into look. Somehow it detached from the membrane. This is what they're telling me. I don't even know if this makes sense. Uh, that it's attached from the membrane and it's just floating around. It's on my retina. So they have to go in and like suck the lens out, which sounds terrifying, and then put a new lens in. Ugh. So they're doing and they're doing that Monday. So I got like another fucking week of this. Like I'm kind of getting used to it. The way they're like talking about it, I was like, I wonder if I could just live like this. But yeah, so I gotta go. So that's been my whole week, like getting blood tests and talking to people about uh, 
pre-op surge. That's why the the hospital. Uh, the, uh, oh wait, that was off the air. We weren't talking about that on the air. That's good about the Caucasian thing. Um, oh yeah, that the hot, yeah. yeah they they asked you yeah. <laughs> they said whether you're Caucasian or or African American. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing else though. There were no other options. I wonder why that is. Yeah, I was. A little, I guess Sean McGann. I don't know. There's only so many options, really. Yeah. Well, but, uh, I, no. I more mean like, like on a legitimate. Why did they like, ask in general? Yeah. I know. I mean, on like a scientific level, like, I understand if it's like, if they like, if you fill out like a list of like, pick what you think your ethnicity is out of a list of you know the normal six or whatever. I can. I there's various reasons I can imagine that, but if it's one or the other, I wonder if there's like a, if there's like a, a certain thing like a predisposition towards you know uh sudden onset eyeball explosion syndrome is in That's you know 70 percent of uh african-american surgeries but only in 30 percent of of you know yeah i was gonna say because they also well they also asked me what if i wanted to list a religion in my file which i can only imagine means that if i should like start dying on the table, which is not even if it's a table. I mean, like, I'm awake for most of it. I got to get a general anesthesia. I got to get uh, anesthesia for, like, two minutes, they said. I'll be out for, like, two or three minutes. But I'm like, the only reason I can imagine they would ask that is if, like, if I, like, just die or something, and they have to bring up, like, what, they don't know who to bring in to do the last rite. That's the only reason I can think of it. Uh, no, there's, there's a ton of other reasons, too. Uh, it's If you list, uh, for example, if you list Muslim, uh, and you have a heart attack on the table, they're not going to give you a pig valve. Uh, if you're like Jehovah's Witness, I think you can't have um blood transfusions. Um, oh, are you serious? Oh, this is all true. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm not making that up. Yeah, there's a there's oh, there's a ton of religious like because like if you think of like all the weird food shit like those wacko religious people have, it it's the same as like body stuff. So like we do put pig parts in people, but if you're a devout Muslim, that's I mean that's pretty much like like that's like oh yeah while while you were under we had the devil come in you. Like, it's like, like, we, we just, yeah, we had, yeah, we just thought we'd have the devil rape your ventricle. That's cool, right? We didn't really ask first. <laughs> yeah, whatever works. <laughs> the devil's gotta fuck my ventricle. That's, you know, as long as it keeps ticking. Yeah, you know, Allah forgives is really what it comes down to. So it's cool, you know, as long as yeah. I, I may be walking around with devil spooge, but I feel like, I feel like the prophet Muhammad will protect me in, in whatever wacky <laughs> afterlife. Holy shit, I didn't even think any of that, so that's good. So I just told him that's all right. And now I feel bad, like, I wonder if I do pass out on, on the table, if I'm going to, like, suddenly get religion. Like, oh, man, I should have put Catholicism because I saw Jesus when I was on the table. I mean, it might happen. I don't know. Maybe that's how that stuff works. I don't want to completely shit on it. But Well, no, I mean, but that's better that you didn't because, you know, if if you chose one and it was the wrong one, so say you put Catholicism and fucking, uh, you know, Buddha shows up and you're like, oh, shit. It's like, oh, yeah. And well, it's then, not yeah, like he's going to get mad at you, but, you know. Father O'Leary shows up, and I'm trying to, like, tap out Buddhism in uh, Morse code on my chest before I fade out. Yes, because you're <laughs> an expert Morse code technician in, in, in pre-locked-in syndrome life. <laughs> Pre-op Morse code. Yeah. I test you on that. It's going to be the diving bell on the one-armed butterfly. It's just one eye. <laughs> <laughs> So the other funny thing was that my driver's license, because um, I tend to procrastinate and uh, going to the DMV is something uh, I, I would definitely procrastinate with normally. So I was going to go on Monday because my driver's license expired at the end of the month. And uh, of course, so I, I haven't been able to get that renewed, which might be a blessing in disguise because 
I don't know how much I should be driving around with the whole left side pretty much out. Yeah, I think that's probably your best idea is to not get behind the wheel of a vehicle. Well, your your eyesight is severely debilitated. Because then, yeah, you don't want to have to explain that later, I guess, if you get pulled over. Well, I, of course I didn't see them. I can't see on my left side at all. Yeah, don't much. you? So look at my face. Like more people, yeah. This eye is basically decoration at this point, so I don't I don't know what the <laughs> fuck you're expecting me to see. Those little kids should not have walked from the, the left to the way. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Last I checked, that's not a that, that's not a valid crosswalk there, little Mary Jane. I'm sorry. Explain that to her parents. Hey, do you know if she's a a donor? I need a new lens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe that's actually maybe a quicker way to do it. I mean, just hit somebody with glasses on or without glasses. I guess I want I want somebody whose eyes work. Yeah, nice, delicious, fresh little children eyes that you can. Yeah. You can you can suckle upon their corneas or whatever the fuck you have wrong with you. Yeah, and I'll get some of that. Yeah, I'll regenerate some of my bad blood. Yeah, it'd be nice. Yeah, just spray some some stem cells all up in your eyeballs. Get rid of some of my wrinkles. No, so, those, those would look good. You're you're a guy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right. I look better weathered. I think. Exactly. That's kind of my thing. Yeah, I didn't really look the the whole. Uh, I, I wasn't all that uh, comfortable being a uh, Jesus Christ. I got nothing. <laughs> I just killed the joke. Sorry. No, that's, that's I really didn't have much to follow with because I was I was thinking um, how to finish that, and there's not really like a great punch because like the end of that statement would be like, yeah, I wasn't really comfortable being young. Like, there's no real way to go from there. Like, because yeah, I feel like I, I feel like you entered into there with like there should be a lot more possibilities with that setup. Like. You know, I may be weathered now, but I, and then I think about it, it's like, man, there's really not a lot. Like, there's nothing to go with, like, ah, I used to be dead. Like, there's no fun surprise way to, like, pull this out. Like, you know, oh, well, I bedroom and buttons. Like, there's no good, such a promising setup, but I can't think of shit to finish it with. Ground came up quick on that one, yeah. Jesus. So, like, I don't know. So that's pretty much all I, like, been doing since Saturdays. Like trying to watch television while like half of it's blur, like, you know, without trying to have an aneurysm, and um, and and trying to edit my book very slowly, like through one eye without getting a headache. No, so kind of this might be a little kind of pragmatic solution oriented for for me, but why don't you just kind of like manufacture a little eye patch for yourself, just you know. I was thinking about like too. just I, just rip a shirt and just tie it around, you know, just so your eye stays closed, nice and comfy, like. And then just rock it the good eye. It does help a little bit, and I, I'm sure they probably sell them like at. Oh, I was just stores, like, I was trying to find a way that you didn't have to drive to the drugstore. Yeah, it's uh, that's the worst thing. I have to have people drive me around everywhere, which sounds like a kind of a bitchy complaint, but like you know, it's just I don't know. It's it's weird to have to go. Can I go over to the doctor's office again? And I need you to drive me somewhere. I feel like I'm 17 again. Um, yeah, I probably shouldn't. I'm trying to think what would make a good eye patch though. I have a rubber band. Maybe I can MacGyver this shit on the on the show. Oh, it's just like, if you have band. no, just if you have an old T-shirt, just rip the bottom of the it's T-shirt a off. Eye patch, though, no, well, you just you cut the bottom off or tie, you know, the waistband area of it. Just cut a strip around. You know, do it over your head, Wait, side saddle ways, yeah. and then just tie a little thing in the back. I'm folding a burrito menu into a square. Yeah, no, putting sharp paper things near your eye isn't the most. Yeah, that's the that's actually probably the opposite of what you want to do. 
I mean, let's probably you... tell me not to do that if I if I ask. All right, here's what I'm going to do. I got a big Lebowski coaster. It's very, it's very soft. It's kind of big. Let's see. This might work though. I need a big rubber band. Here we go. I got a nice big rubber band. It's going to tear my hair out though. And this isn't bad. This is actually working. Smash it's not stay, but it's not bad. <laughs> smash cut to oh, the rubber band snapped it over my other eye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blind. Was, I don't think I can go to the same doctor to explain that. Damn you, Alex Cast! I would just suck it. Oh, I wouldn't. I would just suck it up, and I would just say, <laughs> "No, I'm seeing fine out of the other eye." And then I'd have to go to another doctor after this one gets healed and go. Yeah, yeah you, weirdest thing. I, a rubber band snap and hit me in the eye. It would be the. It would be like the the retarded, clumsy version of those guys down in Florida that just keep going to different oxycontin clinics. <laughs> like you just keep injuring the <laughs> the better of the two eyes and having to go like secretly to another doctor. I need. I need more. They told me I'm getting painkillers, which is I was a little surprised about because the last time I didn't get painkillers, so that makes me think that this is going to like hurt. And, uh, you know, painkiller would probably, you know, be to diffuse the hurt. And last time, I don't remember any hurt. I just remember feeling like all fucked up, but not like uh, pain, just kind of like, oh, Jesus. I feel like somebody just shined a giant laser into my eye for 45 minutes. But, um, yeah, yeah that's so, weird. Did, so I will get some painkillers. So I guess it's not all a complete loss. Yeah, I mean, I'll never say no to painkillers, but uh, isn't, I didn't think there was like that kind of nerve endings in the eye that like, yeah, that's what, I mean, I kind of was a little, you know, they, I know they got to bring up, like, everything that could go wrong, and they also had me, like, they gave me a sheet that said, I should have kept it handy, oh, I got it here, it says about gas bubbles, that this is to let you know that if, for some reason, the doctor puts gas bubbles in your eye, and I'm like, well, what does that mean exactly? I'm like, because I'm not sure I understand what that means, and they didn't really tell me, these instructions apply only to patients who have an intro intraocular gas bubble present uh you should not lie flat on your back at any time until the gas bubble has been absorbed you cannot fly in an airplane until you're released by your surgeon to do so this restriction may last for two to six weeks possibly longer mountain climbing or vacationing in high altitudes may be stricted as well which really fucks up my whole winter i know that's going to really cramp your 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 mountaineering lifestyle <laughs> I'm just climbing in a circle to the right the whole time anyway. Oh, that's unfortunate. There there goes your one man reenaction of uh of fuck. I'm so I'm I quit. I'm not doing the show anymore. <laughs> What's the name of the fucking Stallone movie? Cliffhanger. Fuck. A cliffhanger. That would have been a funny line too, your one man reenaction of Cliffhanger. And I fucking I was like, it's called The Rock. And I'm like, no, that's that other shit. That's two in the hey, fuck this show. I'm concerned. Cliffhanger was a one man movie. Well John Lithgow was in it too. And that chick that died hey, in the beginning. You- yeah, that was funny. Did you see that Stallone's in, like, another movie that was, like, exactly the same? as Like, he's in some prison escape movie. And wasn't he? He was already in a prison escape movie in the 80s. He's just doing his whole career. It's kind of amazing. What prison escape movie was he in? Lockup, where Donald Sutherland's the warden. And it was, like, oh, whoa. his daughter was married to Stallone, and he wanted to fuck with Stallone. And Tom Sizemore was, like, beating him up. Or it was his friend. I can't remember. It was one or the other. And then, of course, at the end, Donald Sutherland somehow ends, somehow miraculously ends up in the electric chair. And he gets him to confess to everything, and he takes the fuses out of the electric chair. And... Holy shit. That's, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't think I even know this movie at all. Yeah, look that one up. It's good. Look up Lockup. That's, that's McGann's review for this one. Yeah, that's, yeah. And now, 
<laughs> Our but roving yeah, reporter on 80s movies, Sean began says, watch yeah, Lockup. I know, who the hell do? I didn't really mean to take it that way, but I just, I saw Lethal Weapon 4 was on. I'm like, I have, a, the other three have been on a lot, so I kind of like feel like I know them pretty well and I'm okay with all of them. And then, like, I haven't seen 4 and I remember hating 4. Maybe it's not justified. Maybe I'm just a cranky person. Nope, I was completely right, so I feel all right about that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really fine. I, I'm more of like a 90s movie kind of guy. You know, I'm younger, hipper, you know, streamlined. Sure, Demolition Man, yeah. Yeah, don't even get me started on my feelings on the Taco Bell Wars. Um, but the only other <laughs> the only other thing we had planned was uh, was Weird Objects in Unspoken Places by Mr. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, Jesus, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah uh, no, there's nothing to be sorry about. What I'm saying is when you apologize about talking about 80s movies, our other backup, is the only other thing I planned was uh, uh, Debo on Twitter <laughs> asked weird objects in unspoken places. So um, uh, you have, uh, you know, dead children corneas in your eyeball, I suppose would be the answer. Oh, and I just stuck a coaster on my, over my face, so. Yeah, all right. So I you guess got that sort of counts. A uh, coaster over your face? Uh, when, uh, when I was in high school, I used to uh, shove safety pins in my forearm. Um because I found, I was looking at an anatomy chart, and I realized there's like a spot on the forearm where there's like nothing important. Like you know, it's just all meat. And if you get it between the bones, there's no like, uh, you know, major arteries. So I just push a safety pin in there to freak people out. <laughs> Did it work? Yeah, yeah, they freaked out. Actually, I had somebody report me. I had to talk to the uh, to like one of the counselors at school. <laughs> that would have been that would have been a whole episode right there in of itself. Yeah, well, the, the explanation was odd because um, the uh, well in high school one I used to do the cutting thing, but it was the nineties. Um, but this had nothing to do with that. I just, all cutting. yeah, I just thought it was cool. Uh, not the cutting. I thought that was cool too. But this, like, I just, it was like more of a trick, and it was really hard to like explain that to them because they're like, no, really, if you're concerned, if you're thinking about hurting yourself, I'm like, no, I'd just tell you guys about that. But no, this is you know, like this is just a parlor trick. Yeah, but yeah, no one, no one fucking would believe me. I'm like, I don't know what I could say to make you like. This is actually what's. I I realize you don't agree with me and the amusing level of this, but like, I don't have a deeper insight into it. It's just I thought it was kind of cool. I'd probably have been more concerned if you told them you were just in the magic. You just thought it was a trick. Yeah, yeah. How else do you think they make things disappear? They cut holes in themselves and shove it in. Jeez. <laughs> Illusions. I don't remember. The worst trouble I remember getting into, I think, in high school was because I went to a Catholic school and I had to wear uniforms. and Not uniforms, but like we had a dress code. And uh, I wore, a, we were supposed to wear, it was described as a conservative tie, which I, you know, like, well, I guess it was just solid colors or whatever. And I wore, which is kind of funny, I guess, in its own, I, I wore a James Dean tie. It was like some tie that I had that James Dean was on it, which is kind of silly anyway, but. Well, yeah, exactly. And I got detention for it and I didn't get a detention for a week and then I got suspended for it. So I guess I really was a rebel without a cause. I guess the whole James Dean. But that was that was about it. That was like the most counseling I ever had to get, I think. Yeah, I avoided most of the trouble in high school other than the, the occasional dragging into the the uh, counselors, uh, whatever, you know, uh, we're worried about your mental health office. Uh, I avoided all, like, I got after-school detention a couple times, but I managed to dodge most of it. And, I mean, I skipped all the time. I was high a lot of the, all four years. And uh, the only time they ever got me was I was late to school too many times when I was a senior, and they gave me a Saturday detention for it. And 
which I don't know if you had that, but that's, yeah, you had to show up to school on a Saturday and sit there. Yeah, it was breakfast club. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just the worst. So yeah, they finally got me after four years of me just completely fucking off, and it was kind of this fun like moment between the vice principal and I. When I'm like, really for this, and he had this little smile. I was like, yep. This is why you showed up on a Saturday. It was just kind of one of those, like, it's almost like a lifetime achievement Oscar, where it's just like we all know you've done some shit, but we never got you on anything. We're well aware of the fact that, yeah, you're catching Al Capone on tax evasion. Exactly. This was my tax evasion. It's like, yeah, we're well aware of your criminal activities. We just never got you for one. So let's just, we're just going to give you with a wink and nod going because you're late to school. (laughs) Yeah, the reason they wrote me up really bad because they thought I was flaunting authority because I showed up with a Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Uh, cause I was late Whoa. and uh, they're like, right. you can't, you're like, you can't have that. I'm like, I'm 18 and there's a Dunkin' Donuts down the hill from the school. It's not, you know, it's not like I was, I was running late cause I overslept. The coffee was a good idea. It's like, you can't have coffee. I'm like, Whatever can't have coffee. You have coffee right there, lady. Like this is, this is fucking absurd. But yeah, that was, that, that was my downfall after all the, the drug abuse and the fucking, all the, the other nasty, horrible things I'd done in high school. I got busted for Dunkin', Dunkin Donuts, Donuts and showing up late. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, I'd teach them. I ended up burning uh, that place to the fucking ground. <laughs> yeah, shit. I wish I had some good high school getting in trouble, so I just can't think of any. I'd probably block them all out. If there were any, they might not have been. They might have just all been fashion related. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's, I had that too. I remember the, um, the weekend after Columbine happened. That was the one that happened when oh, we were Christ. we were in high school, right? That was that was Columbine. I was out. That was like I think that was like a year or two after I. Graduated. Okay, yeah, that's the Actually, one. I, yeah, I was, I was a senior that year, and uh, uh, I I would wear you know all, all black and in a trench coat. And uh, so we, one of the teachers actually was waiting by the student parking lot for me to show up to school, just to make sure uh, that I that somehow I wasn't living under a rock and had shown up to school uh, in in a trench coat on the end of like whatever the next school day was, if it was over a weekend or whatever. And uh, so I got out of her car and, and she's like, Oh good. You're not, it's like, you're not wearing a trench coat. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm you know, like, I forget what my explanation was, but I mean, it was, it was not as pithy, but along the lines of like, yeah, I, I you know, I, I'm into dressing like that, but I even, I'm not going to like, this is, yeah, that's some fucked up shit. I'm just not going to do it. But later that year we're doing like band day or whatever at school where uh, people come out, you know, they play their instruments or whatever. So it's helping my friends, uh, unpack their uh, equipment and I'm walking in the hall with two uh, guitar cases. And at this point I'm back into my trench coat and carrying two guitar cases. <laughs> a couple of staff members are walking by with this kind of like, eh, look at their face. I just give them the answer. I'm like, no, no, don't worry. Just guitar cases. Not going to shoot the place up. <laughs> That's the, uh, the, un- <laughs> the uncomfortable like titter that it got. Like the one I think actually laughed because I realized like, you know the the tension that was unspoken, and the other two that didn't relieve any tension. It was oh god, the weird kid in black just fucking said something that carried weapons at school while he's carrying two guitar cases. Next thing you know, the SWAT team's fucking surrounding him. Yeah, well, I got the last laugh when I watched the life leave their eyes. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. They were they worked in public high school. Their life left their eyes a year before I got there. The only thing I remember ever happening where, like, I remember, like, one of the teachers after Cobain died said some, like, did, like, one of the, you know, if any of you guys want to talk about anything, like, uh, you know, about, you know, because I know, you know, being teenagers hard, and I'm like, Pro Jam rules! It was like, yeah, that was kind of a weird thing to bring up. But that was like, yeah, there was that, and then I remember, um, uh, 
no, that was like pretty much it. I don't remember any other kind of like, because yeah, I just, I guess I missed Columbine by like two or three years in high school. So, but yeah, I was wearing probably a black trench coat in most of high school and mostly black. So yeah, I, I, think, I think I probably might've gotten a few looks had, uh, had I been in high school for that. I think it happened in, I think it happened in 99 is my guess. Cause I think I, yeah, it sounds, yeah, it sounds right. I think I was, I, yeah, I think it was my graduating year. Yeah, so I would have been out for a couple of years by then. I was more into college and just being drunk all the time, and not so much, not so much the. Uh, I, I think I had incorporated a few colors into my wardrobe by then. Yeah, probably I, navy blue and some maroon. Uh, because you're both with the Crips and the Bloods. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to piss anybody off. That's what I always do. I try to wear every gang color while I walk through neighborhoods. You know, just be like, "Look, guys, the colors, the colors." You know. This is this is Joseph's uh, Technicolor dream coat here. I'm not with you, with you, with you. I'm with you. And they're like, man, that doesn't make any sense. I'm like, you with like a capital Y, you know, like the general you. And like, I don't understand your reference. I'm like, well, I mean, like everybody, like not like you, like Gino, like you, everybody, like humanity. And then they shot me. No, yeah, I was gonna say because they usually say to me, we don't want you with us, and I have to go start my own gang. I started a gang when I was in like first grade because I thought I was going to get beat up by the older kids. Really? So I got a bunch. Yeah, it was terrible. Do you remember? Didn't the... really, they didn't really stick together. Everybody ran when the older kids came. Do you remember the name of the gang? gang? Yeah, it was no, we were the no dignity kids. We were, we were... Just getting our heads held down and punched in the head. Oh, that's not a very tough gang name. No, we were a terrible gang. The no dignity kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, uh, that's we a, there was no organization up top. That's really what screwed us. Yeah, you really got to get your charter in place and like get you know really dot your T's and cross your eyes to. Um, yeah. I, I know I said that backwards, but I'd already started to say it backwards. I just figured I'd go with it. Was yeah, we, we we just have yeah we didn't have a very big screening process, so didn't really we just let everybody in. Yeah, I speaking. Oh, go ahead. No, it was, I, th I was really hoping that you would kept going because I had nothing there. I was just hoping I'd finish <laughs> the sentence. So please. <laughs> uh, well, I, I was working on my segues again. I was going to say, speaking of gangs, did uh, you watch Breaking Bad or no? Yes, I did. Did you, you saw the finale then? I did. What did you think of it? Well, I thought... When they revealed that the meth cooking uh, material, like the big vats, were actually these cauldrons holding back uh, all the uh, hate in the world, and that right. and that Chuko and Hector Salamanco and Gus uh, Fring, they were all candidates to take over for for Heisenberg, who because Heisenberg and the Man in Black have to be in Albuquerque, or um, or or purgatory isn't going to happen. I, I thought that was weird, but I thought Jesse starting a DJ career was even weirder. Oh, I don't know that one. Fuck. What's what's that one? What do you mean? I don't know. I just made I was just saying that he started a DJing career with his meth money. Oh, oh, gotcha. I know. I thought you were making a reference to like the end of a different show. Oh no, I just. I was just making up my own bullshit. Why was that a was that a different show that oh, you made? Oh, gotcha. That Lost yeah, something? that was the that was the end of Lost. Yeah, that was the final season oh, of I Lost. Have no idea. Yeah, um, I never saw Lost. But... Uh, yeah, oh, you... shit. So I just really shit the bed on that one. Uh, no, it's okay. I I I was just desperate. Like, I don't remember because if if I heard that and not heard Lost, I would think, oh, Alex is just saying weird shit uh, to me right so now. I said, like that Walt woke up with his Malcolm in the Middle wife. I thought that was weird. 
yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like the end of uh, the end of a uh, new heart there. Um, or, um, or like, uh, oh, that was weird at the end where it turns out that uh, that they're all just in a snow globe held by Walt Jr. You know, because he's actually, retarded. Actually, all of these could have worked. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I probably done all of these. The joke I was doing on Twitter was the lost one, or I didn't understand where Walt became a lumberjack in Oregon. But Ron Bennington ended up doing that bit on, on the show. I was like, God damn it, Ron. You and I had the same thought. Not like it's a, yeah. Son of a bitch. I didn't even hear it this week, so I, I, I should have listened to him. Uh, like you should download it. Uh, there, there was a fun um, uh, interaction between them and ONA. Oh, really? Yeah, I should check that out. Uh, yeah, October fine. started, and uh, first guest featured was Fez Watley. <laughs> oh, shit, is it Jock? Oh, wait, Jocktober? Jocktober started, and the first thing they did in October was make fun oh, of Fez. Uh, it was really, That's... it's it's classic, and Fez yeah. going even more nutty. Either way, the point is, but uh, end of, let's, let's not talk about better shows. Uh, <laughs> uh, I love the end of Breaking Bad. I, 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 I was, I mean, when I say I loved is... I don't know that I could be more satisfied with an ending, right. which is weird. Like, it's kind of, I don't know how to describe it, but like, I don't think the ending could have been done better, even though I didn't think it was like perfect, but I don't know that it could have been better. Like, I think just any way you end a show like that, there's never, it's, it can never be, you know, the best episode of the show was the last one. Yeah. I don't think that's possible. So I think for something that's that. inherently less than perfect, I think they got it as right as possible. Now, have you, I know he's not the only one that's floated this, but it was where I kind of picked it up a little bit. Uh, I don't know if you saw Norm MacDonald on Twitter. Uh, no. Um, I, he he was going back and forth about it for a while with some people. Because he always, like, tweets after each episode, but he thinks of it or whatever. Uh, and I guess uh, somebody else, I think in the New Yorker, kind of suggested that, because they didn't like it. They didn't like the finale, and um, what they think happened, what they were suggesting was that he actually froze the, well, he didn't maybe maybe freeze to death or just died from his cancer in the car in New Hampshire, and that everything that happened after the keys fell out of the visor was him uh, fantasizing about what he would have done if he would have left, if he would have got out of New Hampshire, which, and they make some good points about some things. But I think the only reason I don't buy that is well, not the only reason, but one of the big reasons I don't buy that is because how the hell would he have known that Jesse was uh, there working for, you know, working for them as a prisoner? Then there's no real way to explain that one away. But some of the points they make are like, you know, he's so how did he get into Skyler's house with the police being around? He's following around Walt Jr. Supposedly the song they play while he's in the car and it uh, pans away is about a gunfighter who's dead talking like it's a ghost. Uh, some of the other stuff. Um, Christ, I had like a bunch of them down, but it was pretty interesting theory. But I don't really buy that, I don't think. I'm I'm going to have to... like a little surprised that it like wrapped up, like they tied up so much stuff that it was... Uh, you know, like in that, another one was how did he find Badger and Skinny Pete, or how did uh, he get into that Elliot and Gretchen's house like that easily? It was just some, uh, it was just some weird stuff. Uh, you know, it was like a lot of questions, I guess. And I was like, shit, I kind of liked it and didn't even think about it twice. I was like, just very satisfied with how it ended. It's like fine, yes, it's a little bit perfect. You know, like wrapping everything up like that. But you know what? I can live with that. It's okay every once in a while. 
Yeah, I... No, I mean, I'm gonna, yeah, I, I, I think that's kind of a shit theory for a number of reasons. I mean, it's, I, I was starting to think about it as you're laying it out and seeing if it could fit. Uh-huh. If that's what they did, it's a shittier episode than if it was all real. Cause uh, here, here's a few that just occurred to me. And this is the first I've heard of this is so yeah. Walt dies and imagines this great ending. So in that great ending, Walt has a, Walt also has Jesse imagining how great the ending will be. Because they have that that flash yeah, to exactly, Jesse having yeah. uh, him being the woodworker, so that's yeah, stupid. That's point, so. Uh, no, I think the I think the no, I mean I, I really think I don't even think there's really any real textual evidence to that. That not textual. There's I don't no, because it doesn't it wouldn't. I don't buy it, but I just thought it was interesting. It made me think about it for a little while, and I'm like, I guess it, I haven't watched it again yet, but. Yeah, but um, also wait a second. Does he even know that Todd and and Lydia? Yeah, it's, well, yeah, I guess the point was, because I say, you should check it out if you get a chance on his Twitter feed, because I guess he was arguing that they knew, because uh, that's where he used to meet Lydia all the time, so I guess it had less to do with Todd about it, but... Um, no, I mean, yeah, but how would he, why would in his imagination scenario, would well, he... Well, if he's just desperately trying to find, you know, if that was his desperation plan, I guess, then he would just imagine that she was still going there every week. I mean, listen, I think it's pretty uh, out there, but um, I guess the other thing was why would J- why would Jack agree to kill him if uh, if he just gave him nine million dollars and like let him leave, you know, win the desert? So wait, I, wait, I, why I, would Jack? Wait, wait, why would Jack agree? To, oh, I'm sorry, what, what was that part? Why, why would Uncle Jack want to kill Walt after he just gave him nine million dollars in the desert and let him leave? Uh, it's there's a it's I don't know. I, I guess people. I guess from what I gather, some people just had a problem with it wrapping up so nice. You know, what I mean, like so, like uh, everything just being tied off. Yeah, I mean, I, I uh, can I can see where people would have a problem with that aspect, but I I think they're they're to invent to in, a little bit. Yeah, to invent that as like a fantasy sequence. I think it, I think the Uncle Jack thing was essentially just get the fuck out of here. I never want to see your face again. Like, yeah, exactly. Like I, you're like I, the most wanted guy in the world. This is the payoff. The like, yes, yeah. I'm I'm giving you this money, which that part doesn't make sense that he gives him money. But just assuming he gives him that money, I think it's kind of Im- implied that I give you money, go go the fuck away. I want yeah, nothing. Like, you're done. Money, Heisenberg's yeah. dead. We want nothing yeah. to do with you. Just leave. I never want to see your face again. So him going to that hideout is is. Well, okay, sorry, we're just gonna have to kill you now. This is absurd, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, and believe me, you know, I was kind of fine with it. like I wasn't even like really thinking. I'm like, all right, cool, that's how that ended. I was like, okay with it, and then I get seeing all these theories on. I'm like, fuck, dude, I don't want to get like wrapped up in this. Like, like the goddamn Sopranos ending, which I read like giant blog posts, just endless blog posts on it that like break down the rhythm of the people coming in. The, the doorway with I saw that exact post today why. yeah uh. yeah it's like I don't need it anymore like I was just fine I'm like fine everybody dies and Walt dies and Jesse gets away and I'm fine with that I was very happy Jesse got to kill Todd uh it was just like that and after the Dexter ending which like I know we talked about a little bit I was like I was like fine that was good I'm like I don't have to I said it was just fine it was just a, it ended kind of very satisfyingly and I'm fine yeah that Dexter ending was was I don't know that, that I don't know that there was a worse ending I mean, a planned endings of TV shows, like, uh, not like they got canceled or, you know, like ones that yeah. actually had, I don't know that there's a worse one. That was 
really, really garbage. It was pretty brutal. Like, the further away from it, because I remember, like, when I was talking to you about it initially right after it happened, I said, like, I kind of feel, I almost feel bad, like, shitting on it so much because I really hated it. And I almost feel like I'm talking shit about a friend because it's, like, even after, like, the Liskow season, whenever that was, like, it, it did kind of dwindle off a little bit. Like, it, it was never as good as that. But I was, like, I always watched it and I always was, like, okay, you know, by the end, I thought it was all right. And um, and even this season, there were like episodes this season I really fucking hated. But um, by like there was a by the end of it, like because I kept thinking they were gonna end it a certain way, and then they they kept like steering you. You know, like, like I thought Deb was gonna turn him in at the end, and they did that right up front. So I was like, oh well, shit, they're not gonna do that. And then I thought Deb was gonna kill him, and then she tried to kill him. It's like, oh, I can't do that twice. And I thought the kid was going to take over, that kid Zach. I thought he was, like, going to take over for him. They kill him all. I mean, listen, by the way, I guess just preface this with spoiler alert. But um, the uh, – so I was, like, kind of, like, interested in, like, how they – what they were actually going to do. And it was just, like, okay, he's riding his boat into a storm with a corpse of this – I was like, what? What the fuck is happening? I, it was just – it was pretty bad. Yeah. It, it just felt like they kind of had to rush it or something. I don't know. Like, I feel bad. Like, I don't want to – I know somebody said uh, – that one of the old showrunners that was or somebody used to write and actually left after the Trinity uh, storyline said that he wanted to end it with uh, Dexter about to be executed. And this is like all the voiceover stuff with him just recounting everything. And uh, when he's getting the lethal injection, you see him look out and all the old people that he killed were like looking at him or something, which is kind of a little corny too, but I think it was. I like that. You know, when I read better. that alternate ending or the, like that was one of the ones they pitched in the room, I like that ending right. other than all the people looking back at him. Like, if the end was, yeah. that's just him recounting the story, and then the end, it's he's yeah. in the lethal injection chamber, and there's no one he killed. Like, just the people in the story, the the, the people that caught him, you know, uh, uh, yeah, on hell and, and the, the Asian dude. And But here's my problem with that with that final episode is, they dicked around so much this season with, with time wasted on pointless shit, like... Uh, uh, yeah. Asian dude's daughter. Daughter, yeah. Which didn't go anywhere, and they knew this was the last season, so introducing her didn't really, it didn't make any sense, it didn't do anything. And yeah. So, by the time they got to the end, it's like, why would, within the course of a day, uh, uh, Deb is, is oh, she had a brain thing, and now she's, she's never coming back. Like, that's a little yeah. quick. And her body's missing, by the way. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, that's a little quickly done. Uh, this whole, like, setting up, uh, I don't even remember his name, like, the fucking, the, the, the guy that the, no 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 the guy that killed uh deb oh jesus i don't remember yeah name. that's a, that, <laughs> the brain yeah, surgeon or whatever yeah yeah that whatever was, that I dude guess. like they, they uh, bring him in and they, it's fine they set him up for like you know they have like he's almost there the whole season that's all right but like they just kind of forced the end and it didn't really i don't know it just and that the the whole uh bounty hunter guy like didn't really yeah, that was make a lot of show, sense yeah. and, and and lem from the shield running in and like there's a like there was a whole bunch of really dumb shit that they didn't need because they had plenty of time. Like there was a lot of time in that season spent kind of spinning its wheels and uh, yeah. it, like maybe have Deb be a, a you know a vegetable for two episodes or something or or you know it's just yeah it it really just yeah, overall they, they like dragged what dragged out that yeah that Vogel thing went on like for like eight episodes like where they could have just. I don't even know if they needed that. I don't know exactly what. See, I, I mean, love that. I, at, I love that at first. But, like when she first showed that? up, those first few episodes I loved with Vogel, like where it just was going over yeah, the top. And... Go... Yeah, I yeah. thought it was going to go like somewhere good. And then it's just kind of like, all right. Well, 
Yeah, it just really fell apart because at first it was like, oh, they're finally taking everything over the top. It's just like Dexter's killing serial killer after serial killer. Like there's people's fucking brains being left at doors. Like it was getting ridiculous. And then like, yeah. like four episodes in, you're like, this is still happening. Then five and six, you're like, this is the yeah. like, I, I mean, you guys were really ramping it up. It was going to be, I thought they were going to go over the top kind of, they referenced, they kind of self-referenced how silly their show is. It, Okay, cool. Like we're we're aces, but yeah. Uh, yeah, and then it just ends with uh, that was a really bad ending. Yeah, it was it was rough. I mean, like I said, I, I like I almost feel bad picking on it that much, but I I really really bugged the shit out of me because it was uh, it was good for a long time. It was really good the show, and I just feel like you know, and I like like you said before, it's like I don't think I think people like worry too much about the the ending is never the best episode of anything, which is I agree a hundred percent with that, but. Just kind of like they should have just made it like another episode. Then make it like it didn't have to come to a climax. I guess you know what I mean. Like, if you're gonna like force some kind of climax out of the whole thing, then don't even bother. Just make it like another episode. Just make it like all right, well he caught this guy and Deb's gone, but he's gonna just keep going on being Dexter or something. Like I don't know why he has to move to the woods and become uh, Wolverine. Yeah. Whatever the fuck happened at the end. I mean, it was just what would would have been great about that end part. Uh, not great, but it would have made that end a lot better. If uh, instead of giving like a because I don't know what that look was supposed to be at the end where he sits at the table, but like yeah. if, if there was like like say a shot of uh like slides on the table next to him, like well now he's killing people yeah. up there, like something to give us it still would be a shitty ending, but at least it would like there's no mystery in the ending the way they left it. They just go yeah whatever he just moves somewhere. There's no way like yeah, like, eh, that's a good he enough. He should have looked at the camera and said, "And now I'm alone," and then just started crying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it would have been great. Like just yeah. <laughs> and then fucking star oh, wipe out. Some serial killers up here in the woods. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean that's that's because that's the you know the reference is the fucking Oregon woods or you know that's that's where serial killers are made. Like there's a whole bunch of fucking psycho fucked up people up here. So that would have been fine, but they didn't do uh, that. And, yeah, and then uh. Uh, what I, what my, I knew this wasn't going to happen, obviously, but please let me give you my, what I thought the best ending ever would be. Um, well, not, okay. The one that could almost happen, but it's so ridiculous. Anyway, so they go on the boat, kind of move, you know, into the storm and then, and then, you know, uh, Deb, I'm sorry, I let you down that whole thing. I'm finally going to give you what you wanted. And he fucks her corpse. Wow. Because no, because we were, she was. We actually don't know that that didn't happen. Yeah, but the thing is, do what I care. Because she kept, you know, there was that whole thing where, like, she was in love with him. Like, there was, like, a, you know, yeah. physical in love with him. So, but he is a psychopath. We kind of forget that over the course of the series. Because, like, but he yeah. is literally just a fucking Looney Tunes psychopath. Have it end with he fucks his sister's corpse. And then fucking throws her. How? Dude, people would never stop talking about that episode. Yeah, that would be, like, a... That would be up there with MASH, probably. They'd probably be me you know, like, remember that last episode of Dexter where he fucks his sister? Yeah, yeah it would be the greatest thing. I mean, not the greatest thing ever. Like, not the watching, like, not the actual episode. But just yeah, people, the, the reaction. Mention or two. Sure, yeah. Yeah, people would fucking blow their minds. Like, I was thinking. Uh, would be funny. <laughs> I remember when Shears ended and he just kind of, you know, hanging out at the bar and wiping it down and kind of reflecting on his life. Yeah. I remember when Dexter ended and his sister was dead and he fucked her on his boat in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, that would, that would be the most fucking insane thing ever. And then, like, it would just get, like, growing more and more psychotic as the years go on. Because, like, it'd be, like, you know, 30 years later or whatever. We don't blow ourselves up. There'll be this reference point of being like, 
Dude, did you know that in like the early 2010s, there was a show that ended with a dude fucking his dead sister? Like, <laughs> yeah, because that's never gonna not be crazy. That's never gonna like you know a certain level of uh, acceptance where it's gonna be. Yeah, that's just never gonna be okay. <laughs> I think it'd be funny if they show him being a lumberjack, and what he does is when he cuts the trees down. He paints people's faces on the trees like he's killing people. So that's how he gets. Oh, that would actually make me really happy. Like the entire time he never had to murder, his dad just never thought of this. Is that all he needed to do was, was was like, put, you know, put like a, put like a a fucking people mask on a, on a gerbil and he just gets to kill the gerbil. It's like, oh, wow. Hey, I'm good. (laughs) And then he's running the, the, He's through like a dipper or something, and he's making screaming sounds. Just to, like he just, you know, he ran, does becomes a ventriloquist sociopath or psychopath or whatever he was. Yeah. Oh, that would that would, yeah. There's some potential there for that. Well, I mean, what also would have been better is like anything else. <laughs> just any, like I mean, anything else. Really. Yeah, because that uh, boy, boy yeah. howdy, was that was that not a, not a fucking good ending? And the, the the writers like apparently went online and like defended it. Like they the one dude was like, yeah, that's what I had in mind for the I end. That. Yeah, it's like no, it's what we planned the whole time. Like we'll really? Ride in the middle of it. And it's like no, it wasn't. Which is fine. Just say like, look, dude, we didn't have a lot of time. I didn't know how we were gonna end it. Let me do this. Yeah, I mean, I like I, how... they knew two seasons before though, so. They did have a lot of time, yeah. actually. <laughs> I, I like, like when you read about the Sopranos end, or even the Wire ending. Um, but more so the Sopranos, I guess. Like where they're kind of like he's kind of like, yeah, well, kind of go fuck yourself. You know? <laughs> like that's how it ended. Just shut up. I'm not going to tell you what it, what happened. It's an ending. That's how it ends. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of you know. I, I feel like defending it's kind of silly. I mean, at this point, it's like you know, all right, fine. So. You know, that's what we thought of, and that's the best we could do with it. So if you don't like it, go fuck yourself. Yeah. I wouldn't defend it. I mean, I didn't like it, so I guess I should go fuck myself. But, I mean, it, it was silly. But, you know, that's where they saw the whole thing going. Dexter chopping down trees in Oregon while his kid's having a croissant in Paris with his hot uh, serial killer girlfriend. So be it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, you're right, of course. But... I, you know, I, I just, I think there's a covenant that's made between a show and its watchers <laughs> after this many years that, it, it, like, for, it, the reason that episode sucked is the reason that no one's ever done a I Fuck My Dead Sister episode or my Breaking Bad ending where they go into a musical number called Breaking Bad. Like, they just go like, we're Breaking Bad, everybody, that we're Breaking Bad. And they do like a whole thing and all the, it's like, oh my God, Gus, you're here and your face looks great. I'm Breaking Bad. Like, it, like everybody, you know, like a really just fuck you to the audience. They've never done that on a show because you kind of make this agreement with your audience saying like, all right, you've trusted me this far. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to finish this story for you. So did. I, well, I feel like that's almost why people get pissy about the Sopranos ending. Because they feel like there was supposed to be some kind of payoff that you're supposed to either see Tony get killed or go to jail or something. And the fact that they tease it so heavy and then just cut it out to black and like so that you're supposed to think something happened. I think that was kind of a fuck you. I think that's a I think that's a bit of in the episode, maybe. 
But that sh I think the problem that pe a lot of people have, and I'm not saying your objection because I think your objection is a little more valid. But when people say like that, you know, that's not the way that this show should have ended. I don't think they understood the show. Like the show wasn't yeah, about exactly. like a mob boss that shoots a bunch of people. Like you barely see Tony ever get any blood on his hands. Like it's the point is like it, the point is a mob boss having panic attacks. Like it's a it's a story about characters oh, and yeah. No, I agree. I don't. I don't. I didn't. I actually was fine with the way it ended. I really liked it. I don't. I. I think. But I think it was. I think it was a little bit of a fuck you. And I mean, I'm. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess so. you're. I guess you're right because like I. I, I just. This, I mean, I guess the thing is, like, I didn't take it as a fuck you because it wasn't a fuck you to me. It was a fuck you to those idiots that are yeah, like, exactly. that are like, yeah, you yeah. got to shoot his fucking face off, Tony. Like, yeah. Th yeah, like, so he wasn't saying fuck you to me. He was saying fuck you to the people that didn't really get the the, the construct of the show. Like, we, you weren't watching yeah. a gangster show. You're watching a show about people that happen to be gangsters. Yeah, exactly. I Yeah, I agree with that. I think, but I also think that at some point, what you just said about, like, the... the the, the musical or the whatever I guess I think some show is gonna end like is gonna have an insane fucking ending like that at some point I want it where it's just yeah. like it just goes 180 degrees in another direction I don't know if it's gonna be a fuck you or just kind of like well we can really think of some whatever we do isn't gonna add up you know it's not gonna meet anybody's expectations so let's just blow the whole thing up i think that's gonna happen sooner or later i i hope it does and i want it to be because i don't think it, like, like i said it with breaking bad but like i would be i mean i would actually be annoyed with that because that show's too good for it but like like a dexter yeah. or one of those shows that kind of battlestar galactica or one of those shows that was like kind of the last season or two kind of fell off and like it's not the yeah. it's not the great show it either had the potential to be or was you know it just kind of lasted a little bit too long one of those shows doing it because I feel like, yeah, you're doing that breaking of a covenant thing, but it's also like, no, nah, you're not really watching the show that you like that you fell in love with. Like, like, like I would say the end of the Simpsons yeah. should be they go out in just a fucking bloodbath. Like, yeah. like the last episode of the Simpsons is just everybody's viciously murdered and they end on the tombstones and not like not like a uh, not like a treehouse of horror tombstones, like try to make as realistic as possible and have solemn music. Yeah. And they just had the years the show ran across the screen. And then that's it. That was, see, I can actually see them doing that. They're actually killing a character off this year, they said. Oh, for real? Uh, yeah, but I, I, I could see them doing that. And I, I would think that would be amazing. I don't know who. They, they're, I'm, I'm, I'm having two conversations at once here. I'm sorry. I could see them doing that. I think that would be really funny. And I can actually see them doing it seriously. And it would be kind of awesome. And yes, I read yesterday that they're killing a character off. They haven't said who. But they said some. I think the only clue they gave was that it was somebody's won an Emmy for playing him, which of course could be anybody because they've all won enemies, uh, enemies rather, and they all play like 40 characters on the show. So it could be like one of those just random, like Maud Flanders deaths, which was amazing. But, um, yeah, I'm, get, yeah, please I'm guess first. Guess that Joe Bob. Shit. That's what I was going to guess. All right. I got to wait, wait, now I get, now I need another guess. Um, I, I just a guess though. No, that's a really good, that's, that's what I was thinking, but like, no, I gotta, I gotta come up with another guess then. Um, Won an Emmy for it. Sideshow Bald's brother, Cecil, he didn't win an Emmy, right? He might have, for all I know, because he was on more than one, too. Cause he was on one when they were in jail. Yeah. No, you know, I'm I just can't... Someone, it's not like Burns or something. Because that would be crazy to me. I mean, I don't think they would do that, but... I don't think they'd kill crazy. off... I don't think they'd kill off a character cause that has multiple voice talent. Yeah. Like, there'd be no reason to kill off a character unless the voice guy's leaving... 
which only leaves people that do one voice or, you know, a couple. And that would be like, like when Maud died, it was just Maud and I think the lunch lady or Maud and like one other person was all that character, all yeah. that actress did. Yeah, man, I don't have anybody else. I think, I think you're right. I think it's got to be. I think it's well, got to be. How many times do they really bring them back and how much longer are they actually going to be on? So, I mean, like, I would think, you know, if they bring them back for like one big last hurrah. Yeah. kind of makes sense. I don't know. Because he's kind of died it, before a little bit. Like, not died. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's. It seems like that character would be weird to kill off because it'd be hard to do it in a way that would actually be any kind of carry any weight. Yeah, that's true, too. Uh, well, I mean, you know, I mean, the other thing is, uh, well, I guess, you know, the Maud, when Maud died, it was kind of, uh, it, it, I guess it started off funny, but it, it, it had some weight to it with, uh, with, with old Ned. No, but what I mean is that one is, uh, that character's not one that's prone to death situations. You know, uh, uh, okay, like, yeah. you know like Sideshow Bob, I mean, it's... He, you know, he's he's fallen off a cliff. He's been blown up. You know, like yeah, he's true. he's got the it's like it'd be impossible to try to actually kill Homer unless it's really violent. Because like he's been thrown off a Springfield Gorge. He's been hit with bats. He's been electrocuted a million. Like it's that's a character that like in order to actually try to have him have an on-screen death. I mean, you would have to like, I mean, just like literally like look through the hole in his head as his brain seep onto the ground. Yeah, it would have you know? to be pretty fine. Is that how many heart attacks? Yeah, so like that would be that would be a really tough one to to go over of just like oh wow that's um holy shit you really just did that oh you know who it could be one of the teachers I don't I think one of them doesn't have a lot of voice work like Mrs. Oh, Krabappel or Miss uh, Miss Hoover that's actually interesting maybe it's, or Skinner's mother oh yeah Agnes. Agnes. You know what would be great? Jesus, now I'm getting all the different ideas now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Super Nintendo Chalmers. Um, yeah. You know what would be funny? If they brought back uh, Hans, I think his name was. Remember that one-armed guy that ran like the military supply store from the yeah. early seasons? They just bring him back for one episode <laughs> to kill him. <laughs> or they bring back uh, the the uh, therapist to kill him again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Marvin. Was it Bleeding Gums Murphy and Marvin... Uh... Jesus Christ, I keep wanting to say Marvin Hamlet, but I can't think of what his it's name It's something like that. Dr. Marvin something, yeah. Oh, that, oh, that would make me really happy if they just brought back, like, this just fucking nobody character. But yeah, and I could see them doing that, too. Dr. Marvin, uh, I know the Marvin old, Monroe. Marvin Monroe. I know D Pryor was the um, school psychologist that uh, said that Milhouse was gay. Maybe it'll be Kirk Van Houten. Maybe he'll actually kill himself by accident. Oh, that'd be weird. No, that would that would be weird. <laughs> yeah, Barney can't be killed. Yeah, Hans Molman maybe. <laughs> that'd be yeah. That'd be uh, yeah. I really hope it's the one armed guy from the fucking from the military. That would be amazing. Just like just this, that'd be really just a character no one's thought about in like the fucking longest time. Like, wait, you killed Dolph? Like, what? <laughs> okay. Um, I guess the other three bullies said we don't really know their names. <laughs> they did something like that. I remember on Arrested Development, I remember it was like a commercial, it was like one of the live ones or something towards the end when they were trying to get ratings and they were just doing like shameless publicity stunts. And then they showed like tonight, one of these characters and they like flash a bunch of people and what you don't notice or you maybe you do is that they showed this random old lady cut in between it and it's like <laughs> one of these characters will die 
and of course it was the and then they just announced it at the end like nothing like you know oh, that's funny. Hours, except that racist old lady she died oh. <laughs> that was like the end of it. oh that's funny i didn't i didn't see that oh that's that's very amusing yeah it was good well here's to hoping that uh that uh um somebody awful dies i got nothing there but uh i'm, I'm gonna wrap <laughs> this shit up sean uh, Miguel. Oh yeah, sure. We've been talking for a while. Yeah, uh, no, I, just, I, have, uh, I have I have another meeting after this. Talk about uh, <laughs> talk about some stocks, and bonds, and whatnot. But thank you again for joining me. Um, yeah, no problem. And, Thanks uh, for having me. Sean can be found at Bleak07 on the Twitter. And when I say O, I mean zero because um, zero seven. Yes. Yeah, Bleak zero seven. Like, like, definitely a zero. Like like sort uh, of like sort of James Bond. Uh, but not and uh, or oh, shit, I never thought of it like that. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about it today. I, I weird act of synchronicity. There's this uh, um, old alchemist guy called John D. He was a uh, that's where the last name of uh, that's where John's first name in my book came from. And Maggie's last name is John D. Um, All right. That uh, <laughs> he, he's this alchemist. Uh, I forgot you read my book, so I'm like, oh, I can actually say this to someone. Um, he was this alchemist too. I think like Queen somebody that something like at the end of the 18th century, 17th century, but uh. He was he was known as 007, and that's where uh, Ian Fleming got it from. So apparently Ian Fleming was like some kind of like really initiated, you know, uh, 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 ritual magician kind of guy. Jesus, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I didn't know that. I I just assumed he was just some douche that wrote spy stuff. But apparently he was like some kind of well, you know, well-educated, you know, uh, you know, historian or or some kind of weirdo like that. Kind of weirdo who went to college. I know assholes wait a second uh, i do jerk. i do i do have a bachelor's degree um <clears throat> oh sorry and i got it and i'm a certified bachelor ladies i'm so <laughs> i'm so lonely i have a degree in poetry um yes so thank you sean i hope that your eyeball is fixed and mended uh, with, you. uh do yourself a favor do not watch fire in the sky between now and your surgery um christ yeah i just the reason I the reason I said that is because I wanted you to picture it because <laughs> it's like a subtle thing where, um, you know, I get like, don't think about a blue bunny, you know, that thing. Uh, yeah, I won't think about it now. I'll think about it at four o'clock in the morning tonight. Yeah, exactly. Oh, fire in the sky. Oh, God, fucking needle in my eye. Stupid gray aliens fuckers. All right, cool. So you have a delightful evening. Good luck with the eyeball. And um, uh, yes, keep us keep us in touch when you uh, get your book out and I will plug it mightily on the show. So you can get it upwards of one sale from my show. That would be high. We're expecting sales lower than that. Uh, well, uh, if 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 my sales and my uh, show numbers have anything to say for it, uh, yeah, you can expect just about. If somehow I could sell half of one of them, <laughs> that's probably what you would expect from the onslaught of Alex oh, Gas listeners. The Christmas season's coming up. I'm sure you'll see a pickup. Yeah. Um, well, um, if I sell one, yes, uh, that would actually be. <laughs> no, it's it's fine. It's uh. It's it's uh, embarrassing, but it's, you know we're all doing very well. Well, you know what I like to say is that uh, it's an unfair universe, and I'll die eventually. So <laughs> yes, okay, so that's that. I'm, we're, right. we're done. Yeah. All right, so uh, yes, have a, have have a delightful evening there, sir. All right, man. Take it easy. Bye.